Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. This is the final message in the series called It's Your Birthday. Today, Pastor CJ gives a special Christmas message called The Presence of Christ. Christ is a gift that keeps on giving. Have you let Christ become the greatest gift of your life? We hope you enjoy this message. Kids have their own interpretations of how it is, right? Did you ever read the Bible? Man, somebody say amen. You should read the Bible, right? Why do you think, if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that each one has a different account, very similar, but also different parts of the story when you read Matthew, Luke, and John, right? The Gospels have the very crust of the story, what it's all about, but the other ones also have their own interpretations of what really happened that day, right? Today, I want to welcome you. If you're a visitor here today, we welcome you to uh, Adventure Church. It's exciting to see what God is doing. I know that we're on a time crunch right now, but I want to talk to you today real quick about the present. If you've been here the last few weeks, we've been talking about it's your birthday. And how many of you know that when it's your birthday, you get, you get gifts, right? Everybody loves getting gifts, and you like to get the gifts. And, man, my kids like getting gifts on December 30th because that was their birthday, and they were getting the leftover Christmas gifts left, and they were on clearance for 75% off. So, therefore, they were getting big gifts on December 30th from Christmas leftovers. Amen? But how many of you know that we talked about the last couple of weeks about the gift of family, the gift of the Holy Spirit? We talked about that last week. But today I want to talk to you about the gift or the presence of Christ. How many of you know the presence of Christ or the gift of Christ, that Christ has to be the center or the theme of our lives? Amen? And in Luke chapter 2, it talks about the story there, the story of Jesus being born. And what you saw in that video is interpreted here in the Word of God and what Jesus did and how he came about and how he was born. When I came into Cheryl's family... 37 years ago, I'll never forget when we came into the family, what they like to do is they like to take and read the Christmas story, and then not only read the Christmas story, but then act out the Christmas story. And since I was the newbie uh, that first year of Christmas, I got to play the donkey. Amen? And I mean, I'll never forget it. I got to play the donkey. So everything that we read, now we had to play charades and act it out. And so I got to be the donkey who carried her sister Kathy on my back. And I was carrying the, the sister Kathy being Mary. And I not only had to be the donkey to carry her, but I also had to eeyaw, eeyaw, eeyaw. And I had to act it all out, right? And I'll never forget those days, but when I played that part, and we all did our part about acting out the story, the story came alive. And when it came alive, it meant so much more to me about the meaning of how Christ really, truly humbled himself. How many of you know that he really humbled himself to be born in a manger? And he humbled himself to be the greatest gift that mankind can possibly receive. But it says in his story, and I, for the sake of time, I'm not going to be able to read that for the sake of time, but you know the story. But for the sake of time, he talks about how he came humbled as a man. He humbled himself as a man. He came to live, but yet to die. He gave the greatest gift, a gift that keeps on giving, that lasts for eternity. Today, we're going to receive a lot of gifts under the tree that will last for maybe a season, maybe last for a day, maybe last for a year, and eventually that gift will just disappear, and then we'll receive another gift. But the gift that we can receive most and foremost is Christ, Christ eternal, that Christ's gift to us is eternal. And if there's some things that I want to share with you really quickly, 
questions to ask yourself about the, the gift or the presence of Christ. Number one, is Christ present in your home? You see, you know, we have all kinds of gifts. We're going to have gifts under the tree. But is Christ present in your home? Can people identify Christ in your home? Is there a different kind of atmosphere, a different kind of spirit in your home that people, when they walk into your home, know, sense, and feel that there's something peculiar and different in your home because Christ lives there? When we, Cheryl and I got married 37 years ago, we got all our wedding money and we gathered it all together. And I was so elated by the gifts and all the things that happened to me. I was just a newly born Christian, born again, only two years been a born again Christian now. So I was so excited and fired up for God. And so one of the things that I wanted to do in my home was to be like Joshua 24, 15. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So what I said to my wife, I said, honey, you can have all the wedding money, do whatever you want with it, but I want to do one thing with some of the money. She said, what's that? I want to buy a picture. She said, you want to buy a picture? I said, absolutely. I want to buy a picture. It has to be a certain picture. And it is, it's, it is, she's right, it's a big picture. And so she said, what is that picture? I said, that picture that I want to buy, no kidding, Pastor Jack, I want to buy a picture of Jesus. And so we went out, and I didn't get one of those modern-day pictures. I got a picture of Jesus from his, you know, basically by his shoulders up of Jesus. And, it, man, it's just a, to me, it's just a, like a Charleston Heston playing Moses. And all these things. It just really stands out to me, right? So I went and got this picture, and I put this picture in every place in my home. And so, uh, so when people come into my home, the first thing they see is Jesus. And when we were living in Kenosha, matter of fact, it was kind of cool. We had some people here today that were at the church door, and I pastored in Kenosha. They were here from Kenosha Assembly, or now Journey Church. And so when I was pastoring in Journey, moving to Colorado, we brought our home in Colorado. And I'll never forget this, Adam. I brought our home in Colorado, and we didn't have a certain wall. To really, to, how many know what I'm talking about? Don't have a certain wall to put a picture on, right? And so we didn't have a certain wall to put this picture on. And so my wife and I put up all our other pictures, and we put them all up. But we didn't put one picture up. And finally, my son, my oldest son, Rick, come up to me and said, Dad, everything looks great, but you're missing something. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, Dad, you're missing the picture of Jesus. And my son recognized that, that our picture of Jesus, that's probably three feet by two feet, wasn't up. And he recognized that our house was a presence of Christ. And now today, everywhere we go, after my son said that, that picture definitely went up in our house in Colorado, and it goes up into every house now. If you go to the parsonage, it's up in our house now. You ever get the feeling, I got a feeling somebody's watching me. Jesus is always watching me, man, all right? But you know what? Is Christ the presence of your home? Can people really sense and feel and know that there's something different in your life? Another one is this. Is Christ the presence in your relationship? What are you building your relationships on? The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, that bad company corrupts good character. You see, if God is for you, who can be against you? But is God in your relationship? Is he really on your side? Do you really know him as Lord and Savior? You see, the battle is not yours, it's God. But if God's your best friend, is God really in the relationship with you? Is God just an acquaintance with you? Or is he really built into your fiber or 
into your home and into your life? Is God really a part of your relationship? You see, they can honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But God doesn't want to, uh, you just to have a relationship with you. He wants to have a heartfelt love relationship with you. God says, listen, what are you building your relationship on? You see, the Bible said, what well, two or three agree, it shall be done. There's power in agreement. What are your relationships are you building? Are you building your relationship with God? You see, he said he sticks closer to you than a brother. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. So God says, if I never leave you nor forsake you, who leaves? Who leaves? It's you that leave him. So what are you building your relationship on? And, you know, another one is this. Is Christ present in your heart? Is Christ present in your heart? You see, I always say this. All he wants is you. All he wants is you. Not just a part of your heart, but all of your heart. All he wants is you. You see, God doesn't want lip service. He wants heart service. You see, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. Romans 6.23. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. What God wants to do, he wants to give you a gift. And the means of how he gives you a gift, it's to your means of giving your heart to him. You see, God doesn't just want hand service. We lift up our hands. Oh, yeah, that's a part of showing our honor and respect and love to him. God doesn't want just lip service. You know what God wants? He wants you to surrender and submit your heart because out of the overflow of your heart, your mouth speaks. Out of the overflow of your heart, it pumps from the top of your head to the tips of your toes. And Jesus wants to be the DNA of your life. And how does that happen? By you surrendering and submitting your heart. Is he really present in your heart? What is in your heart will come out of your mouth. And if Christ is really totally surrendered in you, you're going to speak about him, you're going to talk about him, and you're going to show your love through the words, actions, and deeds of your life. So I'm saying today, is Christ the presence in your heart? Is Christ truly there in your life today? You know, today, don't keep the presence. Christ out in the cold. Don't keep him out in the cold, but let his presence and his will is the greatest gift that you can give at this Christmas time. Jesus wants to become that present in your home, in your relationships, but most of all, in your heart. God is not a locksmith. He won't break in or pick at your, your heart, but he'll only come in by invitation because he's a gentleman. Jesus says, listen, if I stand at your door, and knock. He that hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. You see, maybe God is knocking today. Maybe God is saying, are you going to let me in? We know the story of the three little pigs. I'm going to huff and puff and blow your house down. Maybe God is trying to come in, but you're standing and saying, no, not now. Not now. Not now. If it's not now, can I ask you, when? No one knows the time of the hour when Jesus could come. If he can come in the twinkling of an eye, he could come right now. But you know what makes us secure in the hope of knowing that we have Christ in our lives? Makes us know that God, wherever I am and whatever happens to me, if I have you in my heart, I know that my ultimate destiny is with you. It's by saying, God, you are the gift that keeps on giving. And one of the gifts that I can give back to you in return is my heart. I give it to you. Nothing else will do. Not a part of my heart, but all of my heart.
nothing else will do. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Adventure Church. We are heading into the busy holiday season and we have a ton of things planned for you. If you don't want to miss out, make sure you follow us on Facebook, download our new app, or visit our website, www.adventurechurchsiren.com.